Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. If you've been anywhere near Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, or you've got a phone that takes and holds photos, it's very clear. We are fully in graduation season. That means students all the way from small fry advancing to kindergarten, to high schoolers cheesing with diplomas, to college and grad students adding new letters or certifications to their names. There's another set of folks who've just graduated too. Their learning hasn't come in a typical classroom or lecture hall, though. Instead, graduates of the Free Us Group track program have earned their certificates through a restorative justice-centered program run by the Freedom Community Center. Here to talk with us about that program and its origins, we welcome Kayla Thompson, co-program director for the Free Us Group track program at Freedom Community Center. Kayla, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Let's start off on the ground level. What is restorative justice? Sorry. Um, Restorative justice um, is an opportunity for folks to take accountability for harm that they may have caused. Um, It restores and repairs harm, restores relationships that people have with others. Um, It's a a long process, um, but it's an alternative to carceral punishment. Mm-hmm. And by carceral, you mean being put into yeah. prison? Okay. Yeah. Now, how does FCC, uh, Freedom Community Center, put restorative justice into practice? <laughs> um, so our Free Us Group Track program is an example of that. Uh, we have this 12-week program where we get folks that are being held on no bond in the City Justice Center. We advocate for their release to go to our sponsored recognizance program. Um, And they'll do nonviolence classes, group therapy, individual therapy. Um, And we just give people the opportunity to restore and repair harm that they may have caused Mm -hmm. through these classes and through relationship building and through therapy. Mm -hmm. And in what kinds of cases is there no bond? Um, It really just depends on what the judge decides, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, So the case can be assault. The case can be murder. The case can be um, it can be a misdemeanor. And the judge can say this person is a flight risk. Mm -hmm. They may not come back to court if we give them a bond or this person is a danger. And so it's really just up to the system to decide who gets to get out and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. So FCC, in some sense, then, is um, is saying, we are going to take care of this person. You should let them come Mm -hmm. to us. Yes. It's community release. Some oftentimes we see that bond and bail serves people that are privileged Mm -hmm. because if you get a bail, um, sometimes it's like really expensive and only wealthy people can afford to get out of jail. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what we're seeing is marginalized people are the folks that are being kept incarcerated because Mm -hmm. they can't afford bail or they're given no bond. Mm -hmm. Kayla, you lead the group program track. Who is able to participate in the program? 
So we take anyone um, that has been certified as an adult. So folks that are in St. Louis City um, specifically, um, serious charges. They don't have to have a history of like, like charges or cases, but um, they can have new cases or old cases. We'll take them if they're being held in Obine. Mm-hmm. And how many classes so far have graduated since FCC was founded? We've graduated two. Um, FCC is two years old now, and we are recruiting for our third class right now. Mm-hmm. And what's the, the relationship that you have with those folks who are participating? So I am the, the co-director of programs. Um, I helped um, create our curriculum, kind of changed a few things. This past cohort, I facilitated our nonviolence classes, facilitated our restorative justice circles that we did every class, um, really created the program. So mm-hmm. created like the activities and things that we did, the community building activities that we did with each other and just really did a lot of relationship building. I didn't do it on my own though. Um, I have a great team of folks. We have violence intervention specialists um, that are the mentors. They also co-facilitate the nonviolence classes. Um, they also advocate at court, attend court with participants, um, have lunch go to dinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> help you clean your house. It yeah. just depends on what you need. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to bring another person and perspective into our conversation, someone who's a graduate of the group track program from Stride One, Christian Lett. Christian, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Christian, how did you come into contact with the Freedom Community Center? I was incarcerated with uh, no bond. I didn't have nobody in my corner but my mama. Mm-hmm. I had an interview with a therapist. He said, you you seem like a really person that don't belong in this environment. Mm-hmm. And I told him, that's the truth. This yeah. ain't for nobody. Uh-huh. Humans shouldn't be in cages. Yeah, I'm going insane here. He was like, okay, I'm going to get you some help. And they showed up to my court date. They showed up to my bond hearing. They talked to my judge. Kayla personally talked to my judge face-to-face mm-hmm. in court with no confidence, no flaws. They got me released, gave me a big smile and a hug when I was released, <laughs> some food, a listening ear, a helping hand. It was, they treat me like family. I heard you ask, what is the relationship mm-hmm. family? It's like, you, you my sister, you my brother. <laughs> it's you need me, I need you, you got me, I got you. Mm-hmm. It's a mutual respect built relationship yeah. and a helping hand. So all that was supplied, <laughs> provided, right, mm-hmm. by folks at Freedom Community Center, is that what you felt you were not not getting before you found yourself incarcerated? Yes. I, I felt lost. I, me personally, I felt lost in this society. It's this world not perfect. I ain't saying it's supposed to be perfect, but this world not working. Well, the system not working if if we got to be put into cages and treated like dogs to for somebody to care about us or to realize that we are here and we need help. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to share a little bit about the, the situation or the circumstances that led to your being um, incarcerated? Uh, when, when I 
ended up in incarceration. I was a juvenile, mm-hmm. and I got into some trouble as a juvenile. Mm-hmm. And then I was sent to DYS, which is Division of Youth Services. Okay. In my eyes perspective, I was not treated correctly in DYS. So I felt, I was like, okay, well, I'm wasting my time here when I could be living my, I could be doing these same things in the home with my mama. Yeah, yeah. So I attempted to escape the DYS facility. Oh, I see. I escaped the DYS facility. Okay, so you were successful. Yes. Right. But that landed you... Okay, then I got arrested and I had to do time in the justice, city justice center. Yeah. Okay. So they sent him to the adult prison. Yeah. Uh, or the adult jail. Mm-hmm. Um, from as when he was underage um, because he tried to escape. Yeah. And then he was given no bond, so he couldn't get out. Right, right. So they're keeping you in in different ways. Mm-hmm. So you're participating in this group track program. You've talked about how it differed. What is the thing that really made the difference? So what you experienced with the, the group track program and then what you were supposed to be getting, DYS, and then while you were incarcerating. Uh, it was, for me personally, the humanality the persistence, the actual current, the one-on-one talks, the actual checking in, the calls, the texts, the real concern. The system don't have no current concern for people who are incarcerated. They treat you as if you are a number, mm-hmm. a statistic, or an inhumane person, as if you are a robot without emotions and feelings and mm-hmm. trauma. So you had mentioned, uh, Kayla, that there is individual and group therapy mm-hmm. that is part of the program. Yeah. Which of those did you find most helpful, Christian? All of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved all them classes. The, the class was so strong and, and intellectual that it, you would be thinking about something from three classes ago today, and you'd be like, oh, this relate to a class from three weeks ago. Yeah. Or you would be going through a life experience and you had to call your mentor and be like, didn't we just talk about this <laughs> right. last week? So I appreciated all the classes. I used them all. Kayla, what do you say to people who are predisposed to think of justice as something that should be punitive or mm. more penalty-driven? Mm. I say that people can't heal in isolation. And... When we put people in cages, we are forcing them to be isolated from others. And there's, it's impossible for you to, to experience um, support or for you to heal through trauma when you are by yourself. And so I think this is the solution to harm, to community harm, to community trauma that we're seeing is that we pour our resources into our community in things like restorative justice work. Mm-hmm. In what way is this your community, Kayla? <laughs> this is my this is my community. Uh, I'm working with people that look just like me, black and brown people. When I look at Christian, when I look at the other participants, I see my family members. Mm-hmm. I see people I grew up with. I see people that I live around. I see my neighbors. Oftentimes I'm meeting people and they know somebody that I know because this is truly my community. Yeah. Christian, when you look at Kayla, do you see the same thing? Yes. Yeah. I, I look at Kayla like that's my cousin. I'm, I'm going, 
when I when I come to the office, when I was going to class, I'm like, I'm going to mess with my cousin. She finna teach me some stuff that I didn't know before. Or I'm, when I look at my mentor, Lajuan, I look at my uncle like he he come to tell me something I already know, but I, he gonna reinforce it. Uh-huh. And if I listen hard enough, I might hear something new. Yeah, when I when I look at my therapist, I look at him like the grumpy old man who been through this life before. <laughs> but I know he got some golds in him. I just know he do. He yeah. he really nice on the inside. We're speaking with Kayla Thompson, co-director for the Free Us Group Track Program at Freedom Community Center, and Christian Lett, graduate of Phase One of the Group Track Program at FCC. Now, having been through the program, Christian, do you feel like this approach has actually restored or given something back um, to those your actions affected? I mean, it sounds like the offense, the most recent one was against the the institution because you broke out. But um, if we sort of think back to um, the the decisions you had made or, or things that you were engaged in that put you in the juvenile detention situation. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything a- about that that you feel like you understand better? Yes. That's, that's the first step of the program is accountability. You got to take accountability for everything, for your life, your decisions, your choices, your mistakes, your thought pattern, your thought process, your stress, your trauma. How whatever you feel led up to this moment, you gotta take accountability and responsibility for you. What does your mom have to say about all of this? She's supportive. She say, if if this what you need to be better, do it. <laughs> and at your graduation, who is around you? Uh, my all my family. Like I have like other long uh, long distance family members. They came to support. I have mm-hmm. my girlfriend. She she my best friend like she helped do the whole three months I was studying with her reviewing questions asking questions with her if I didn't like I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about stuff that we had just talked about in class She's like <laughs> oh what what well, I, I need to get it off my mind it was like a new it feel like a new world to me your p- shirt says mm-hmm. peace and power what does that mean to you to me peace and power is Having peace within yourself and knowing that you have the power to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And peacefully. Kayla, what does um, what Christian has shared reflect about what Freedom Community Center ultimately wants to see? <laughs> just listening to him talk just made me think about one of like the earliest moments that we had together. Uh, Christian actually broke his leg right before class started. He broke his femur. And he was in the hospital. Oh, wow. Me and his mentor, is it okay for me to share that, Christian? Mm-hmm. Me and his mentor went to go visit him in the hospital. Um, and it was maybe four days before the first day of class. And we said, you know, we know that this is going to be really hard for you to start class. So if you want to start in our next cohort, starting in summer, like, it's okay. And he's like, no, you will see me on Monday. <laughs> I will be there on Monday. And he showed up mm-hmm. to class yeah. after just getting out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Same um, day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and that just showed me that, like, the work that we're doing is really transforming lives. And it's not like we're doing anything 
extra. We're just giving people uh, community. Yeah. We're just showing people that we care. We just providing people with resources too, because sometimes when you, especially when you first getting out of incarceration, you might need a cell phone, or yeah. you might need a bus pass, or mm-hmm. transportation to to get somewhere, or you might have some housing insecurity. And we support with all of that because we know we can't help people if they are struggling, mm-hmm. like if people's basic needs aren't being met. Yeah. And so then we can start building a relationship when your basic needs are met. Then you can start learning because you can't learn if you're hungry. Yeah, you can't learn if you're struggling. You have something that you wanted to add? Yeah, uh, it was the opportunity for me. That's all I've asked for. It's all I've needed, it's, and the help of hand that's even better. Mm-hmm. Real a listening ear, you can't go wrong. <laughs> a hug of affection, huh, make a person cry. <laughs> real, like, it's real. It's our reality. They, Open your eyes to that people, it's people out here that really care. Christian, are you okay with telling us what it was that you did that put you into juvenile detention? It was for a <laughs> class A felony and a class B felony. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to say the category. Okay. Categories. Okay. Just, just know they was high class felonies. Okay. Yeah. Now, according to the Missouri Sentencing Advisory Commission, a class A felony um, would result in a term of years not less than 10 years and not to exceed 30. That's a, a big range. Mm-hmm. Or life imprisonment. And then a class B felony is a term of years not less than five, mm-hmm. not to exceed 15 years. Exactly. So, Christian, when you were first charged, what did you think your future held? JSL. That's the truth. Alright, once once you in the jumpsuit, it ain't no future. Once you behind that cell door, ain't no other life. Mm-hmm. Once you put on them shoes, it's a uphill battle. It's a struggle. So compared to the jumpsuit and the cell, when you were in a dress suit and a robe for graduation on stage with your fellow program participants. What did you think about your future then? It felt bright. It felt different. It felt felt new. It felt like I could rule the world. I could become a king, a baron. It felt like the old times. It it felt like freedom. That's it felt like freedom. It felt like I am who I'm supposed to be and not who they want me to be. It felt like I was doing the right thing for me and for other people. It, it felt good to see my mama smiling happy again. It felt good to be able to hug her and say, I'm proud of you. It felt it felt good for other people that don't even know me to come pat me on my back and saying, good job, you did it. Mm-hmm. Now keep going. It, it felt good. Kayla, you could have brought other people with you. <laughs> Why is it that you decided to have Christian sitting next to you today? Um. Christian's case is disposed of. So Christian um, no longer has to attend court um, because his case is closed. Um, And I think he really um, shows the work that we're doing Mm -hmm. um, through his dedication, um, through his participation in our program, and how he always strives to to keep going. Um, He recently got his high school diploma like a few 
actually at graduation i think he took his last test like a couple days before graduation Mm -hmm. and so like i'm seeing him trying to rebuild his life after spending what was it a year incarcerated almost two years and i wanted him to be able to share his his life and his experience with others um to show like people should not be in cages Mm -hmm. um his life could have been completely different if he wasn't given an opportunity to do something different. Mm-hmm. And now that road is open. If, if it weren't for FCC, I'd still be in the cell right now. Mm. So what are your plans next? And you're saying this on radio, so there's accountability not only <laughs> with Kayla and uh, your mentors. My, my next steps is to continue to work. The FCC gave me opportunity. I want to help another person receive mm. an opportunity. Kayla Thompson is co-program director for the Free Us Group Trout Program at the Freedom Community Center. Christian Lett is a graduate of the Freedom Community Center's Stride One Group Trout Program. Thank you both so much for talking with us today. This episode was produced, recorded, and edited by Maya Norfleet. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.